Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 256. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue our adventures in the Forgotten Realms by talking about some Commander decks. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole bunch is going down. We have stories to tell, decks to review, people to thank. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business, DaddyFusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. All of your commander decks from the Forgotten Realms needs, which I have on order. Wasn't gonna peep them as part of this review. Bottom. They're good. CCO Fusion 5 promo code, 5% off, which was uh, a fair amount considering they were like 40, 50 bucks, which I think is a fine price for the reprint, reprint equity built into the decks and a bunch of the new cards that I wanted to play. I didn't think that the reprint equity was that great, but I did think that the new card equity was very good. Yeah, well, I, I think that. I think overall value of the deck is good. I didn't do any of Like the 100 bucks or whatever. It's like. Yeah. It, not that it matters, but you double your money when you buy them, but you don't because you're not going to just like part out a deck like a one card at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The reprint equity is good because there's lots of cards like in the two to five dollar range. Yeah. Not the not the like two or three cards at the twenty and thirty dollar range. Here's like your, people scream for right. Here's a dark side extortionist and nothing else. Yeah. You get a bunch of cool stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And if you want to expand your deck arsenal or build more and more decks like i'm doing right now i'm building a brand new deck and i'm using a bunch of the cards that are coming in the forgotten realms commander decks that i ordered oh wow yeah mono green what yeah i just built a mono green deck i haven't built a mono green deck in like a thousand years I don't think I had either, and since since snakes, and I'm going to tell a story about that until after we uh, do all of our thank yous. You mean like episode five of Commander Cook a podcast snakes? Yeah, or six? Yeah. Oh, couldn't, oh have yeah. Been, couldn't have been that recent as episode six. It was episode four or five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> lots of the snake, lots of the same snakes from that deck in this deck. Neat. Oh man. Okay, well, there's some magic talk. There's some teasing, like a dirty cam girl. Let's talk about everything else now. Sure. So all the YouTube people are satisfied that we did magic talk at the start of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what do we got? The show notes. We've got packs to give away. We've got secret layers to give away. We've got patrons to thank. We've got stories to tell. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, who am I, you? Who, does that make me you? <laughs> Mother ass. <laughs> <laughs> Very excellent. Well, we're in the Wood Age studio today, so hopefully it all looks and sounds great. It'll sound good. Editor Joe Mama will make it look as good as he can. Uh, you'll make it sound, sound as good as I can. Yeah. So let's get right into it so Joe doesn't send a, a hit in the mail or some anthrax or anything. <laughs> We've got our bonus episode coming out tomorrow. Tune we do. in. It's a Brando teardown tune up deck oh, tech it's talk. It's going to be good, man. It's cool. I'm excited for it. Yes. And that deck is being heavily edited, influenced by Forgotten Realms cards, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about some of them today. Yes. And that episode tomorrow. And the top five in five on Friday is going to be like the end of our Forgotten Realms campaign arc. I'm sad. I'm a little bit sad, but you know what it means is is we can move back into the arc of art of deck building or, or as I like to call it, the arc of deck doctoring, where we're taking a bunch of the audience or CCO Nation's decks that they've sent in that we didn't have time for during the last arc. We're going to take another look at them. Cool. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm very sure that there's going to be a bunch of Forgotten Realms cards and commanders in there because we've already got some. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> so send them in. Let them know where to send them. I'm going to peep the notes real quick. You can send them in to commandercookout at gmail.com. That's the preferred way to get them. If you're on a member of our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, you also have access to the Discord. We have a preferred deck list channel in the discord we do compile all of our deck lists from all of the sources that we get them in unless you send them to us dm'd on twitter usually we'll lose them cco podcast cco brando if you want to follow us on twitter we really appreciate it but if you're going to send us deck lists and stuff that you want us to actually look at later send it to the email oh very good look at you plugging everything now there is a casual and a competitive deck list channel on our Discord as well, and I lurk there sometimes just to get a feel for, like, what's going on. Like, how casual and how competitive, you know what I mean? Sure. 
I'm not exactly sure where to put my new mono green list. Probably casual. I think so, but it is also Thrasta food chain combo. <laughs> Wait, so you're building a you're building a mono green storm deck? No. Like Brando built a mono green storm deck? No, it's definitely not a storm deck. Mine is a storm deck. And I'm thinking about actually even taking out the the chatter storm and the uh, what's the sapperling card where the little sapperlings jumping from one thing to the other? Uh, Sprout swarm. Sprout swarm. I think I'm think I'm thinking about taking both of those out because I'm already playing Thrasta food chain. And I got a foil Thrasta in my in my. What set was that in? Was that in? Oh hell, I don't care. Uh, that was modern Modern Horizons two. Mati right? Ho Ho. I sure. got a Mati Ho Ho two uh, pre-release pack that had a foil Thrasta in it, and I had a foil food chain. So it was like Providence. I had to. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. when you got a foil food chain, you play foil food chain. You should probably play it, yeah. Yeah. Can't just have that sitting in a box. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Fair well, enough. So I don't know where to put it, but you're probably right, casual. I'm playing like six and eight and ten drops and shit. <laughs> so am I. Oh, good. Man, I feel like you're just building the same deck as me. Well, we'll have to converse. There's there uh, storm decks. No, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. It's Oh, man. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, you mentioned the patron. We got a couple patrons to thank. Okay. Patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. If you want to support the content, if you want to be part of the Discord, if you want the the sweet Brando token altars, some CCO stickers, other CCO merch that's coming up, we have a, a project that's coming to fruition very soon. Patrons will be made aware of it first. So jump on the Patreon train. We'd very much appreciate it. We've got a couple increases. Okay. That we want to say thank you to. This is Dennis. Just mother ass Dennis. And I don't remember if that was just like where we left it or if he gave him a last name. But Dennis, big thank you for the increase. It's probably Kruzaniski. That sounds like a... Dennis Kruzaniski. That sounds like yeah, a, a last name he'd have. It does. Next increase. Chris Morrow. This was Chris Morrow. Bone Morrow? M- oh, yeah. Uh, like Bone Marrow? Yeah, bone I don't know Morrow. if that was the nickname or if I just made it up and he's just got a new one. Maybe he bones Morrow. Than yes. the, the average guy. Yes, yes right? he does. Yeah. Guaranteed he does. Because he's in the nation. Yes. That's an immediate flex. You can use it as a pickup line. I'm in the nation. <laughs> you can roll up to some of the, yo, I'm a member of CCO Nation, and pants will hit the floor. Yes, basements will flood. Mm-hmm. 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 I've tried it. It works. Oh. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I'm like, yo, member of CCO Nation. They're like, oh, shit. Wow. Got to go change. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, last shout out, and this is a new one. This is a new one, and uh, requested to not have the last name, nickname that you want, so we're going to give him a different one. This is Brian Brown, and I think... Brian Browneye. Yes, but that's what he didn't want. Well, that's what he fucking gets, because his <laughs> name isn't... Is ah, okay, fine. We, fine. Get, we say this. His name sounds like he's from fucking DDO. Those those jerks over at oh, DDO podcast. Those guys suck. He's Bizarro Ryan because he's Brian, just like you're Rando and oh, I'm yeah. Brian. Okay, yeah. Right. So right. he's he's the is he like the the evil Archduke of DDO? Yeah. Or or BBO because he's Brian Brown. <laughs> yes, that's it. He's right. he's the Archduke of BBO. And he didn't want. Does people just call him Brown Eye in real life? Do you yes, think? that's yes. That's and, unfortunate. And nobody gets bullied in the nation. That's and true. We do. We. I wanted to make sure that we did say that. Yeah, not even by us. Not even by us. Even though the nicknames sometimes seem like <laughs> we're picking on somebody, it is all in love and it is all in thanks. And we wanted to make sure that if anybody. Is is thinking about pledging or becoming a patron and doesn't want their name to be bastardized or whateverized, then all you have to do is ask, and we're not gonna make a big deal of it. Other than saying that nobody gets bullied in the nation because it's a great place to be. Downtown Brian Brown. Downtown Brian Brown. I like that too. That's cool I, too. I actually do like that because it sounds like a wrestling name. Yeah, that's what it is. Downtown Brian Brown. DTBB. You could put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That could be, be a lyric in a theme song. And Hell yeah. People be like, what does DTBB mean? And they're like, and then you just give them your finishing move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. And you could be like something really classy like the, the high rise, because that's where all the high rises are is downtown. Or it could be the bus route, because those all go downtown. 
Oh, those both also sound like finishing moves, <laughs> right? Oh, downtown Brian Brown just gave him his finishing move, the <laughs> bus road. He just hit him with the bus road. He gave him oh the subway. <laughs> subway slam. That is an actual move, isn't it? That's a sidewalk slam. The oh, subway <laughs> slam could also be good. <laughs> it's, it's a harder sidewalk yeah, slam. The subway slam is when you have a 12-inch sandwich and you just... <laughs> cream somebody with it it's giving a guy a sidewalk slam but he goes through the ring to the underground <laughs> send him to the fucking underdark <laughs> downtown brian brown giving guys the subway slam to the underdark only in the nation yeah yep. only yep. here i don't yeah. know why anybody wants those i don't know well thank you for the support it's good to have everybody in the nation now speaking of support speaking of 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 thanks for doing things that we ask. We're going to give stuff away now, right? Oh, baby. And the first thing we're giving away is the minor prize, the the pack, the boosty pack. Right. We give it away every Monday-ish on the pre-show. Yeah. So last week, we asked people to guess what card was farting in somebody else's face. <laughs> flump. Turns out it was Flump, and lots of people got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of, lots of D&D people. And this is their screen name on YouTube. Totally real. So, okay, it's definitely the real name. Yeah. Torzav. Joel put it on the screen for the YouTubers because I'm probably not even saying it right. Yeah, that doesn't even sound like a real word. <laughs> Torzav, big thanks. CommanderCookout at gmail.com for your stinky onion pack. It sounds like they were drunk and they passed out on their keyboard and when they woke up, it's like, ah, shit, I that's accidentally my, signed up for a YouTube <laughs> yeah, account. YouTube <laughs> the onion pack may or may also have potatoes from my garden and little beets. Neat. Yeah. So if you want any of those, we'll we'll make sure that they get mixed in with my big pack stirring spoon. <laughs> two whole beets is enough. If you eat two beets a day. Two beets a day eating, keeps the death away. Yeah, eating more beets, you're not getting any more benefit. <laughs> more beet of it. Which is weird because you're the one that knows all about that stuff, but that's like a nutrition fact that, uh -huh. I, that I have. What? Two beets. Yeah, you just pee all the rest of it out. Very high in vitamin C, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, okay, well. Next big giveaway. Next big giveaway. Next big giveaway. And this non-foil Valentine's Day yes. secret lair complete with the Heliod and its own little shitty envelope, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And we would very much appreciate it if we could unbox it and send it in an envelope instead of a box because we're in Canada and we don't know where you are. It might be very expensive for us to send it to you. <laughs> so if you let us send it in an envelope, very appreciative. I don't know where it is on the show notes. Oh, there it is. Come on, Ryan. Secret Lair Valentine's Day giveaway. This is your Twitter handle and we'll, we'll post it on Twitter. You liked, you followed, you shared, you retweeted. You maybe told us your favorite card from Secret Lair or your favorite card from Forgotten Realms. And this got you your Valentine's Secret Lair at the Big Dipster with the, two R's. The Big Dipsterer? Yes. Neat. The Big Dipsterer. I'm really curious where that name came from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm actually curious where that was from. So when you let us know that you won... Just give us a sentence or two about why you call yourself the Big Dipsterer. Yep, very much so. At uh, uh, d Via email or Twitter. You can DM me on Twitter for this one or commandercookout at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the Discord, you can message me there too. But uh, you won the, the non-foil one. Hell yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very, very cool. That, I think that's all the business. Oh, sweet. So that means I can tell my super cool story. I'm really excited to tell the story. Yeah, give us a quick hit on the story, and then we'll start looking at some some decks. Okay, let me tell you. That. So, Mono Green Storm deck. Wanted to build one for a long time. Sure. We talked a little while ago. My snake deck. I mm -hmm. miss it and really wanted to put it back together. Ooze Tribal. I've really been trying to make Ooh, Ooze Tribal yeah. work, and it just, it just doesn't. I just haven't been able to get it to work to People make fun of me on streams now. <laughs> all my decks are ooze tribal because they all play the exact same number of oozes, which is zero. So I built this mono green. It's like bizarro ooze. Ooze snake storm deck with AV the storm ooze. Yes. At the I forgot about that one. I should put that one in my deck. Now, here's the here's the caveat. CCO Nation helped me build the Is It Storm deck a little while ago with yeah. Clark the Thumbless. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took everything I learned from that. We featured that on the show a few weeks back. You can find Clark the Thumbless and uh, Asior, Asior? Asior the, the Burb. The, yeah. They're, they're there. And I took everything I learned from building that deck, yep. forgot fucking all of it. Good. Just used all of the green big mana, just make so much mana, I don't know what to do with it. 
and then I just storm by playing Eevee over and over and over again. At the end of the game, it cost 19. <laughs> I took it, I took her from 9 to 19 in one turn. Excellent. Just from cuz there's there's three Gaia's cradles you can play now. Yes. Three. You got all three? Yes. Yes. Not only do I play all three, I had all three in play. Oh, oh so baby. excellent. It was so much mana. So, Stormin' 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 and the other we had there was like a Drizzed deck and uh unfortunately one of the precons we're going to talk about unmodified was in the deck and i forget which deck it even was she was playing because it like did, in the in the game you mean yeah it did so little and i was like oh damn oh no damn it because she was the host of the stream too and it was just like she had four turns in a row that were just draw land go oh terrible dang it and then we had a uh who's the guy that makes black lotuses um garth one eye so garth one eye is just lotusing garth he's brown dragoning eye. he's got Helm of the Host on a Grave Titan. So every turn he's making double extra Grave yes. Titan, which gets four things. He swings with two Grave Titans. So he's just got an army of zombies that can't be stopped. Yep. And on this stream, you're allowed to play points or something in the chat to add effects to oh, the game. Which yeah, that's was fun. Really cool. I've never played like that before. It was neat. You like you just be playing along and suddenly like, hey, everybody draw a card. Cool. Neat. Anyways. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty, and I'm like, oh, I have all this mana and nothing to do with it. I have like 40 mana, 50 mana a turn. Nothing to play with it, because I have like fucking one card in my hand. Typical Brando. Typical Brando, Not even a win condition in his deck. (laughs) So, buddy, there's draw a card, draw a card. Cool, cool. And I draw a draw card. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. And then somebody says, tutor. And I tutor for the card, Ryan. Here comes. I tutor for the mono greenest card of all time. What is it? Genesis wave. Everybody's got boards. Just full. I got a million ooze tokens. Buddy's got a million dragons and zombies. The Drizzed guy's got like a Drizzed that's 100 100 just <laughs> waiting to just nuke somebody's ass. And then the other deck was also there. It was also yeah. still in play. And they're all like, oh man, who's going to find that sweeper? Because everybody's going to look for a sweeper, right? To kill all these creatures. And I'm like, oh yeah, I found the sweeper. I found the sweeper, all right. What's the sweeper I got, Ryan? Ah, uh, you know, think classic Brando. They're screaming it in the uh, people listening to this. What's the best kind of creature removal, Ryan? Uh, player removal. You damn right. <laughs> hurricane. In, you damn right, <laughs> Hurricane. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, I'll show you, and I hurricaned them all for 28. Won the game at one life. Oh, stabilize at one. That's beep, right. Beep, 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 beep. It was the most Brando thing I've ever felt in my life. Oh, it That's was so what good. I feel like when I play Hurricane in my Enchantress deck. Doesn't that feel good? Yes. Oh. The difference is, is I could be at fucking one life and I'll just circle the protection green myself. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I don't. I just have more life than you and just win somehow. It was so cool. It, was like, it felt so good to have the big splashy commander play and the, the chat really liked it. And the, That's sweet. Nobody saw it coming because there was just, there was no storm. And that's what games are like in the nation. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, I'm storming, I'm storming, I'm storming, I'm storming. And it's like, ah, hurricane for 100. Works. It was great. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm really happy that that happened. Very excellent. Well, we've got some pre-cons to look at. We, there's officially 331 cards. That's all told total across four decks. Lots of those are reprints. Yeah, and lots of them are stretched art that you can only get in collector boosters, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to look at the new cards first. Mm-hmm. And then from the new cards, we're going to pick some of the ones that maybe have some cool D&D flavor or mm-hmm. cards that we might fit into our deck, sort of like we did the regular review. Yeah. And then we'll quickly brush over what I think are some of the good reprints that are actually going to go into decks. Yeah, there's a few that, that are cool. And there's a couple of really cool little, like, I don't want to say subtle nuances to these decks. But yeah. I think that Watsy has subtly... Ratcheted up. I the think deck they've yet. upped their game because now there's there's like actual good card draw spells that we want to draw. Remember when they were just jamming harmonizing to everything? Yeah. Now we've got Shamanic Revelation and Rishkar's expertise in a deck. You know cool. what I mean? When there used to just be like crappy and I'll, and I'll say it when they only put three mana mana rocks and like dark steel ingots and manaliths into decks. Now we're getting like arcane signet, regular signet. There's a couple other two mana rocks that like will power your deck efficiently and if you don't even want to play the deck just take those eight or ten mana rocks out and start a new deck with them yeah you can do that now so if you're on the fence about these we're not 
trying to sell them to you, but I think that they are probably good if you're like mm-hmm. anywhere between new to intermediate. They're great, and if there are one or two of them that you really like, and you're an advanced Magic player, like a big collection like I am, I still got all of them. Yeah, me too. So that's that's my like Cole's notes review of the of the decks. I was gonna say basically the same thing. I will also include that I think that at least from what I looked at and my own personal feelings on the matter, I think that they upped the mana base game a little bit too. Did they? I think they did. Okay, well they're let's not, look. They're not amazing, obviously. They're still kind of chunky and clunky and slow, but I think that they're upping it a little bit, and that's an exciting step. Very good. Well, we've got two of the commanders here that are new are three colors, so they're maybe they're they're starting to say, hey, well, people are giving us shit about it, so let's let's make good three color mana bases. Ooh. Yeah. Well, f- tune in, stay tuned, find out. We're we're gonna get into it. Uh, we're gonna switch over to the cards right now. Yeah, dude. I want to start in white. I want to start with the first card that kind of pops up with Face Deed. Sure. I like this one. Face Deed is a four four for white white two. When face deed attacks, another target con- creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. Neat. Sure. And it has whenever a creature or planeswalker you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, draw a card. Yeah. So it it's says a combat- draw a card on white. It's a combat trick in white, and it's a very white way to draw a card. It disincentivizes people from messing with your shit and could draw you some cards if they do anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I th- and, and it's an elk, which is like c- kind of a thing that people are into. People like the elk creature type. Do you think there's going to be elk tribal? One day there will be. Uh, yeah, One yeah, day yeah. there will be. It's a, it's a thing. I know that we were just talking about like doing a couple cards out of each color or whatever, but let's just take a, a just a quick minute longer on white because when you look at Feisteed, Holy Avenger, Mantle of the Ancients, Radiant Solar, Revivify, and Thorough Investigation. All of them say draw a card, get something back, or do something for free. All ways to turn the card into two cards or more. That's pretty cool. Yes. I think that that's very important to to mention, to notice, to recognize Mm-hmm. To say things like, oh, white never gets card draw. White has no card advantage. It does. We've been saying it for years. Yeah, it already did. And it now it, it has, already did. Now people can finally just <clears throat> fucking accept that. Yes, these are all good cards. The one that I want to talk about, though, um, thorough investigation is good. Whenever you attack, investigate. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, venture into the dungeon. Well, venturing one time isn't worth a card, but there is like dungeon rooms that say draw a card or create a treasure token or scry one or two or three. Sure. Those are all worth eh, cards. Worth you drawing a card because you're drawing a card when you sacrifice a clue. So it basically says draw a card and get a benefit. And get something else. Which is cool. If you do that, maybe maybe venturing three times is worth a card. Maybe venturing twice is worth a card depending on the dungeon. Remember you're already drawing a card. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like but, but you're already also, getting but also card. every second time you do that, you you draw an extra card in air quotes. Yeah, sure. Right. The the card that I actually wanted to talk about though was Radiant Solar. You know that I like to fucking speed run, blast through dungeons on a rocket, right? Like <laughs> yes. Wiley Coyote. Yeah. I'm holding onto the rocket and I'm lighting the same rocket and it's blasting off. Yes. And I my body hasn't even moved yet, and I hold up the sign that says help, <laughs> <laughs> and I blast through the dungeon. Radiant Solar. So you play this in like a a. a an Orzov deck, sure. where your whole graveyard is full. Your whole library is in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And then you just mass reanimate because it's a flying lifelink, three, six for six. We don't care about any of that. No. What we care about is you can discard it to to venture and draw a card, which is great. I gained three life. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, gain three draw, life. You don't, draw li- you don't draw life. You draw three life, but you draw no cards. Yes. When Radiant Solar... Or another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, venture into the dungeon. So if you can reanimate like 50 creatures all at once, <laughs> you'll venture into 50 dungeons. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> he's not too bad. I guess he's fine. Great art, too. Eh, it's fine. It's fine, yeah. On to blue. 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 What's what's your what's your D and D pick? I think D and D pick from the last one was immovable rod, but we didn't talk about it. Yeah, so. immovable rods are just they're funny and they're cool. You can use them in like really creative ways, can't you? Oh yeah, well you can use them to climb. You can use them to hold stuff. You can do all going back to my favorite dungeon or my favorite D and D character I ever played. I had a knife that had an immovable rod 
enchantment on it. Like it was a knife taped to the end of an immovable rod. No, it was just a knife that was an immovable rod. So I'd like stab somebody's like shirt to the wall and they oh, couldn't yeah. get away. Couldn't is, they just cut, rip their shirt? Well, yes, but no. Suspend imagination. Yeah, you have Ryan. to suspend disbelief. It's not could all you, about you actual could, physics. You could stab it through their chainmail. Well, I could stab it through chainmail anyway. You can stab anything through chainmail if you try hard enough. Well, yeah. But you could just like put the knife in something, and it's like, ah, you can't get that. Yeah. You fucking guy. It was very fun. <laughs> anyway, immovable rods are great. We have one now. It's very funny. I think the D&D pick from Blue, I'm going to go with Nethery's Puzzle Ward. The Netherese were a, a group of people that kind of phased into the Forgotten Realms during one of the world-shifting catastrophes. Oh. And they were like from the like dark Faerun kind of is where they were from. And they were wizards and they were jerks and whatever. But we see them referenced on this Netherese puzzle ward, which is blue three for an enchantment. It has focus beam, which is at the beginning of your upkeep, roll a d4, scry x where x is the result, and then whenever you roll a the, a dice's highest natural result, you draw a card. Oh. So you can scry four, draw a card, or scry one, or scry two, or scry three. It's just kind of a neat card. During your upkeep. Yeah, it can give you some super-duper value, Yeah. or it could just kind of provide you with a scry, which is not maybe terrible. Like, especially in maybe top deck matters slash enchantment decks. Yeah. Because it, it would do both of those things for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and just uh, tip, this is this is pro tip. Pro tip. CCO pro tip. Okay. Lego ain't got nothing on a D4 if your kid leaves one on the floor. Oh, yeah. And you step on it. Oh, yeah. So make sure you check that there's no D4s on your floor. Yes. Yes. And that's not a euphemism for anything. Just don't step on them. It really hurts. (laughs) Let me hit you with something real fast. I was going to do this earlier and I totally forgot. Because this is something that I do not like about these commander decks. And I I think... Oh. I... I'm, I think it's unfair to the players. Sure. They're expecting people to have to go out and buy something besides the cards. You, oh, you it, mean like a D4? Every Magic the Gathering player will have a D20. Every single one, because those spin-down life counters count as D20s. And, I don't and, care and how many they're, they're not D20s. But balls up. They're close enough. Yes. 90% of tables you play at will have available D6s. Yes. But I don't think... That you can just assume there's going to be D4, D8, D12, D10. I don't think that you can assume that. No. Unless you go out and buy like a D&D set of dice. Unless you go out and buy a set of polyhedral dice. And I think that that's just... I don't like that you have to go out and purchase another item to play with something you've already purchased. Mm. And you can't proxy a D12. You can't just roll two D6s because that does... futz the results. And if people are out there saying, oh, we'll just use a dice rolling app, those are probably the same people who think that spin downs aren't random. Mm-hmm. And let it's me tell you, apps aren't random either. So Jeff Bezos is yeah. gathering our information yeah. when we roll dice. Like they're random enough, but some people are going to complain about them. So you have to go out and buy these polyhedral dice. And I just, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that they're forcing you to go out and make an additional purchase on top of a purchase you've already made. I wouldn't ever complain if somebody just rolled two D6s, nor would I complain if somebody had a dice rolling app. I wouldn't either. Well, yeah. the D6s I might be, because ah, it, okay. it means you can't get one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? I didn't think of that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it, it does skew the results minusculely. Yes. Well, but, no. One but, out of 12 isn't like a, is a significant amount. Yeah. So it's... It's a thing, okay. But, but that's just that's a that's neither here nor there. What's a blue card you want to talk about? Blue Ryan? card, blue card, rod of absorption. I assume that this is a D and D thing. This is an artifact for blue two. When a player casts an, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, exile it instead of putting it into its graveyard as it resolves. So they we still get it. So is it eye of the storm? I don't know, kind of. Let's find out. X, tap, sacrifice rod of absorption. You may cast any number of spells from among cards exiled with rod of absorption with total mana value X or less without paying their mana cost. So you you still have to, air quotes, pay for them, but you can get them all again. This lets us break the rule of commander by getting the same spell again, right? I think that's cool. And and it's, it's a little bit like just... Copy this spell, get it again, right? But for more mana, it's a little bit Isochron Scepter when you're not cheating for Isoc- with Isochron Scepter. But instead of getting one spell over and over with Isochron Scepter or once per turn, it's a bunch of spells one time. 
artifact decks can get it back, so they can rod of, rod of absorption, but you'd have to re-exile stuff because it's a new object when you get it back. Right. Right? But if you were playing like an it deck or a Storm deck, you are, uh, you are casting the cards that you exiled, and, and you could put like... All the burn spells on it that, that <laughs> you and I like to play: lightning bolt, fire blast, and and price of progress. You do all of that in one turn for like three mana. You rot of absorption again, and you get them all again. Oh, and yeah. you are casting them, so it'll it'll count for storm. It'll yeah. And you get all your cool. opponent's stuff too. And you can get your opponent's stuff, which is kind of neat. Yeah. I guess it's a little expensive to get out, like to catch all the early game ramp spells, which would be kind of neat too. But that's that's fine. Well, if you get a, you could get this out on turn two or three, and still get yeah. like your opponent's turn two or three after that. Truth. It's pretty cool. On to black. On to black. Here's the one I want to talk about: is hellish rebuke. I love this card. Black 2 for an instant until end of turn permanence your opponent's control gain whenever this permanent deals damage to the player who cast Hellish Rebuke. Sacrifice this permanent. You lose 2 life. Yeah, so this is... Do you... They declare attackers. You're the you're the defending player. Yeah. Is that when you cast it? Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, fuck, I'll just take it all instead of blocking? <laughs> Or do you cast it when they go into combat and you're like, hellish rebuke, don't attack me, and they have to attack somebody else, save they die? Yes, you could do both. Both are great ways to play this card. You ever had that thing where you make the deal with somebody at the table? And I don't know if you've ever done this to anybody, Ryan. Oh, but yeah, you, okay. <laughs> you make the deal with, hey, don't attack me. Just, just don't attack me. Next turn, I'm going to do that. I'll kill that permanent that's screwing with you if you don't attack me. Uh-huh. And then they attack you anyway? I hellish rebuke. That. I never fucking done that. <laughs> If you could see the look that I just gave Ryan, you would know that Ryan was lying just then. Mother ass. You know what? That was going to be the card that I pick. So I'm going to pick Wand of Orcus instead. Okay. Is this a D&D thing? Probably. Probably. Well, Orcus was a a guy or a a thing that we saw earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, he's the, the, uh, come on, Brando, the Rakdos... X spell, lose oh, X, yeah, kill yeah, X. Yeah. I think that that's that guy. Oh, sure. Well, this is black two legendary artifact. I got another artifact, hey? <laughs> Anyways, when a crypt creature attacks or blocks, it and zombies you control gain death touch until end of turn. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So a little zombie lord action, but it's got to be equipped, right? Mm-hmm. When equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create that many... One or two, two black zombie creatures. Oh, that's cool. Yes, that's like, that's like Grave Titan on steroids. Yeah, because Grave Titan would give you six. Grave Titan would give you six. Yes. Oh. And, well, Grave Titan would give you six, and then two more, <laughs> two more because <laughs> it's attacking. You, yeah. So I like that one. I think it's cool. Zombie decks rejoice. I don't know if I'll play it in my zombie deck, but. If I still had mine, I would definitely play it in my zombie deck. Put it in? 100%. Well, the zombie deck from a couple weeks ago, the Liliana zombie deck, maybe this will go in. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, for Sheezy. Okay. Moving on to red, and I have exactly one card in red that I'm even interested in. Is it Fiend Lash? No. What? You don't want to... An artifact, Ryan? It's an artifact. Red one, artifact equipment. Equipped creature has plus two, plus O, and reach. Sure, it's like a whip made out of a spine. Yes. Whenever equipped creature is dealt damage, it deals damage equal to its power to target player or planeswalker, and it equips for red, too. It's like a little mini build-your-own brash taunter. <laughs> Build-your-own-brashy-boy? Right? <laughs> How but only player or planeswalker? What? No, no, what is it? It's player or planeswalker. Okay, we like this. It's fine. It's yeah. great. This is this. What if you equip this to a brash taunter? You do it twice, right? Yeah. You hit the player twice. Yeah. Um, okay, I do like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, there it is. There it is. Fiend lash is so good. Can, I love brash can, taunter. Brash I, taunter adjacent things. Yes. Can I alter brash taunters to hold fiend lashes? And what's the card that he goes infinite with? The sword. Uh, blazing sun steel. Yes. Oh, he dual wields now. Yes. He's like a barbarian from Diablo 2. Brash Taunter is so badass. Yes. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any other red cards? Because, or, or should we save it for tomorrow? Because we know that we are doing a red deck tomorrow. We're going to save those for tomorrow. What's your red card? This red card is going right into a deck I'm playing. Okay, I'm looking at the one that I think it is, and then you read it, and I'll, I'll tell you if I was right. Yeah, I'm right. 
I'm definitely right. Yeah, I, I pointed to it so he so we we could just sound right. And now cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. This is Wild Magic Sorcerer. I think everybody's talked about this card because it's a new card that says Cascade on it. Ooh. Yes, this is Red Three Orc Shaman Four Three uh, Shaman, kind of a relevant creature type ish. The first spell you cast from exile each turn has Cascade. And this is in the deck where you're like doing madness things and casting from weird places, right? Yeah. From outside the game, really. Yeah. Why this goes in a Cascade deck, other than the fact that it says Cascade on it, is when you cast a spell that has Cascade, you exile cards from the top of your library until you hit a card that costs less than the card that has Cascade on it. Mm -hmm. You cast that card from exile. Yeah. So this gives the card that you Cascade into Cascade. So you can Cascade again. Neat. That's what this does. Oh, I like that. Yes, very much so. And and it goes right into the cascade fucking deck. Cool. Because it's just double cascade. And if the card that you cascade into had cascade already, multiple instances of cascade each trigger separately. So your second card could have cascade cascade. Ooh. Or if you cast an Apex Devastator <laughs> and you cascade into uh, a bunch of other stuff, but finally... Maelstrom Wanderer is the last <laughs> thing that you cascade into with your Apex Devastator. Therefore, you cast it from exile first. It'll have cascade, cascade, cascade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, very excellent. I like this one. On to green. On to green. Now, I don't know if green got any good stuff. I don't know. I feel like every card in green is actually good. Fucking green. I, I think every one of these cards is worth mentioning and that in a way bugs me you know what they did get the least number of mono colored cards thus far they also just so happen to get you know the best cards i think that green overall i think that green did get one of the best mono colored cards that are new in this product in druid of purification yeah Two, three, human druid, both relevant creature types. Green, three. When it enters the battlefield, starting with me, each player may choose an artifact or enchantment that I don't control, and it's destroyed. So essentially, it enters the battlefield, and it destroys four artifacts and or enchantments. So you get a Rex Age, and so does everybody else. For not our stuff. Yeah. Now, it's important that it says may. So if you, I'm like, it's your turn to choose and the only artifact on the battlefield is yours, you can just say, no, I don't want to destroy it. So it's not four Rex Ages on one body for one extra mana, yeah. but it fucking could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to talk about uh, Neverwinter Hydra is the one that I kind of like. I need like Just that the one. big stupid creature. It's green, green, XX. As it enters the battlefield, roll X. D6s, it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters equal to the total of all those results. And then it has trample the and total. four. The total. Yeah. So minimally, you're going to get X plus one, plus one counters. At the best, you're going to get six times X. Mother plus ass. one, plus one counters. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could be a giant effing Hydra. That is cool. That is a good one. That is a neat, just big beating creature but there's others like bag of tricks i think is a neat one i think giant belt of giant strength is kind of neat belt of giant strength wins the award for card most likely to have a strap on photoshopped out of the art yes yeah yeah i guess google google belt of giant strength maybe don't google strap on right yeah either way it's a cool card yes it, it's kind of a win more card right and it's thing like it equips for 10, but it's reduced by X, where the, is the creature it's targeting. So if you you can equip it for free if you're equipping it to a 10-10. Yeah, and it makes base power and toughness 10-10. Yeah. Which is weird. Why would you equip it to a 10-10 to make it free? If you were equipping it to a 6-6, six, six, it would equip for 4, and it would give plus 4, plus 4 virtually, right? If you're equipping it to a 10-10 commander... Yes. Now we're talking. E why? Because then instead of it being a three-pump chump, it is a one-pump chump. Because obviously you're going to equip it with something else as well. Oh, well, I was going to say if you equip it to your Neverwinter Hydra, a 
ten ten, let's say, with base power and toughness of zero zero, zero <laughs> it does actually make that card a twenty twenty. Yeah, and that's I think that's why they they strategically placed a couple cards like that in the deck. I like that, which makes the deck good. And this card is interesting because it's in a deck that does those kinds of things. Also, belt of of giant strength used on my boy Athrogate, who got no love in this set. One of my favorite fictional characters ever. Oh. No love except for his belt. And it's not even on him. Oh. So we're going to look at some multicolored things. We already went over all of the commanders uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So we're going to kind of jump over those and look at some of the other multicolored things. What, what what jumps out at you, Rybred? Oh, I think I think that I know the one that jumps out at you, and I'll fucking read it just to steal your thunder. Okay. Dragonborn Champion? This is a 5-3 Dragon Warrior, green, red, to Trampski. If a source you control would deal five or more damage to a player, draw a card. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is an Omnath token entering the battlefield when you have like a Warstorm Surge. Yep. It's going to deal five. Yep. And then yep. I'm going to draw a card. Oh, baby. If you sacrifice oh, baby. A, a an Omnath... Uh, how do you, how do you when you sacrifice it? How do you make the three damage into five damage? When it doesn't it? Nah. No, that's not that's no. not a thing. No, that's not how you do so it. So only the first thing I said yeah, was the, accurate. The first thing you said was, or if I attack with them. Oh yeah. You know, I could. Fuck, duh. I could attack with some five fives, right? Oh baby, that's very cool. Also, you can attack with the dragonborn champion because it's five three. Yes. You can attack with Omnath because he's a five five. Also yes. Oh baby. Yeah. Is it gonna is it gonna go in? I think so. You think so? I Can think you so. get that one in foil? No, but I did get one in extended art. Oh, Ooh. you can't get those in foil and collector boosties? No, they only get the extended art treatment. The rares from these sets come in extended art, but not foil, which I don't get. Oh. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's sheets fine. where they appear on sheets and who's printing what. I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah, it's probably a logistical That's thing. That's a big-ass old thing. I was actually going to pick that card, but I have a backup. What's your, okay. I have backup. a backup. The backup is Fevered Suspicion. That was going to be my backup. <laughs> <laughs> it costs eight. It does cost eight, but listen to this, Ryan. It's a sorcery for red, black, six. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. You may cast any number of spells from among these non-land cards without paying their mana costs, and it has rebound. Rebound, which means at the beginning of your next uh, main phase, sorry, upkeep, beginning of the next upkeep, you cast it again for free. Yes. Pew, pew, so you just get all your opponent's shit. I'm usually not a fan of get your opponent's shit type cards. Cause you, At random, too? Like. You can't really control it. And what if you whiff? And uh, it doesn't work on VEDH. And and just in real life, I'm just not a fan of like collecting my opponent's stuff onto my battlefield. We only get one thing from each person. Yeah, but you could get three things. This one, though, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it does fit into the cast from exile genre of deck that this is which is cool truth also i like the eyeball like the just the art of the eyeball on the thing it looks like a pool with like a little dome over it yeah i think that that's uh i really like karaz karazikar right the beholder legend that we got the eye tyrant yeah yeah what i'll say about um getting to the end of the multicolored cards after we've seen all the colored cards in the set i say wizards why you no print advisor there's multiple <laughs> cards that could be advisors. <laughs> like Midnight Pathlighter could be an advisor. That's just throw it out there. You know what? We've seen some great advancements in mono white. Why no advisor? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Top artifact, Ryan. Top arty. Man, you know what? There's some good ones. I, I mean, there's five. There's some ones that seem good that I think are really, really effing bad. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go with Ebony Fly. It's a two CMC mana rock. ETB's tapped. Okay, fine. Okay, that sounds terrible. If you're playing Cold Steel Heart, you don't really care about the colored mana. And I know you could play a Signet or you could play like Arcane Signet or whatever. But this one, you could roll a D6 after you pay four, and it gets that bigliness, right? Do you roll a six? It's a six six. You could roll a one. It's a one one. But usually you'll roll a three or a four. Sure. On average, I mean, that's what you'll roll. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Man, you picked like the worst one. Really? What's your favorite one? And one. Don't, don't cover the one that we talked about on CCO's Top 5 and 5 launching this Friday. Tune in. That one is uh. definitely the coolest one. But since I can't talk about that one, I am going to talk about Bucknard's Ever, ever Full Purse. And I'm going to go back to that. <laughs> 
Because A, don't Google that. No. And B, I can harken back to that game I was telling you, but we forgot to mention where the game was. It was on uh, Tap That MTG. Oh, uh, yeah. Leslie is the, the host, and she had me and a couple of other dudes on there, and it was a great time. And she played Bucknard's ever full person. I just think Bucknard. Yeah. That's kind just of a fun. funny word. It's an artifact for two, and for one, tap, roll a d4, and you create a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. Then the player to your right gains control of the purse. And in the game that we were playing, Leslie played it, tapped it, rolled a d4, got a four. Nice. Four treasures. Sick. Buddy next to me rolls it. Four. Sick. I get it. I roll. Four. Four? It's the this thing is just handing out treasures like there's no tomorrow. It's ever full. Buddy to my right gets it, and he's like, obviously. I'm and he needs the mana more than anybody. He actually needs these treasures. Oh. One. No. Oh. oh, so good. So good. So good. You know what? I do like victory chimes and and the, what's the other one? It's a bell or something that lets you give mana to other players. Yeah. And I always ask for that. Remember the game where you where you gambled with no cards in hand and discarded in anger, <laughs> yeah. and then Jesse tried to psych riff me, and then I like pyroblasted him, and we, you were playing goblins, I was playing goblins, and we were playing the, against that other guy playing mono red who kept victory chimesing me <laughs> mana to kill Jesse because yeah. he was the only player playing blue. Yeah. I do love that kind of stuff, and this card does a us games like that. I like stuff like that. And it, it kind of keeps people, if the, if you're playing a casual game, people are mana hosed or whatever, it kind of gives the table a way to sort of help them out. People so are, you know? People are soft on it because they're like, oh, well, you're giving your opponents mana. I hate doing that, right? Well, whatever. It's it's a, This is a card built to be casual and fun. And, fun. and those are the decks that it's going to go in. Okay. Last land, then we're moving on to reprints. Or the only land yeah. that's new, and then we'll move on and touch on some, I think, some prolific reprints. Give it a read. Underdark Rift is a land that taps for colorless, or five, tap, exile it. Oh my god. Roll a d10. There's so many things you have to do. Put target artifact creature or planeswalker into its owner's library beneath the top X cards of their library, where X is the result. Activate only as a sorcery. This land sucks. Yeah. Moving on. Oh yeah. You can pay five and exile a thing, or get get rid of a thing temporarily. But fuck, if you hit it like an eight or a nine, it's gone forever. It's gone like, forever. You could just play Path or Swords or Chaos Warp or any of the other remove from game. Yeah, uh, I suppose I mean? you'll see this in one one and zero color decks because they don't really care about the color that it does not provide. Yeah, and technically it is a removal spell on a land. Maybe you'll see it in lands decks, and it costs six. Yeah. And you lose a land. And you can only do it at sorcery speed. Ugh. This is, it's bad. It's bad. It's I, bet the, you, I bet you we'll see it, though. It's the one card that is like, this is in the Underdark, and it doesn't look like it's in the Underdark. That's what I bad. thought the Underdark would look like in my head. It's a cave. Why is there so much light? Maybe that's like the edge of it. It's it's a rift in it. That's not the Underdark, though. Like, the Underdark is the Underdark. It's dark? It's, it's like underneath the dark. The dark. <laughs> yes. Like if you're in a d- deep in the dwarven mines, like the deepest dwarven mine you can imagine, the underdark is under that. Oh. So like there's glowing funguses and mushrooms or nothing because I don't care what D&D says, everything that lives in the underdark sees heat like the fucking predator. Oh, neat. They cut that apparently when they changed one of the rules one time, they took infravision out. Infravision? Infravision. That's what they called the seeing heat. Oh, not infrared vision. Yeah, <laughs> they call it infravision. For some reason, they got rid of it and just say, oh, yeah, there's just glowing mushrooms and lichen everywhere in the whole Underdark because, yeah. Okay. But what, I mean, I guess it's hard to conceptualize a field of vision that humans don't actually possess. Yes. But still. Yeah, you need a pretty advanced DM for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's move on to the reprints, and we're going to blaze through some of them that we think that uh, are good or were needed or were cool. Maybe we're going to play now that we got them. What do you think? What's your first one? Sun Titan? No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I'm like, t- come on. I'm totally yeah. kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. What about Pure Steel Paladin? PP. Another, ing- and the equipment one? Yes. Play an equipment draw card? Yeah. On a white card? Yes, and equipment you control, equip for free. Yeah, as long as you control three or more artifacts. Well, fuck, That's, don't, don't care. We will. It's pretty cool. That's I, a good one. And that I do one, dig that, that one. That one was getting up there, wasn't it? Wasn't it like 12 or 13 bucks or something? Was it really? Yeah, New Phyrexian one is... Roughly $13. Oh, shit. I got a whole bunch of them. But you can get this one now for like five. 
Neat. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's good stuff. Yeah. We got swords. It's fine. It's. I'm happy they're starting to put swords in every deck that contains white. Like, just give us the best piece of removal. Just give it to us. Yeah. 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 It's I an uncommon. It's just give them. And Winds of Wrath, I think, is neat too. It's a cool sweeper. Yeah, it, and I think it's in the deck that is that gave us the Bant Enchantress commander, like the, the new one. Bant Enchantress, yeah. I do play that in Enchantress decks, which are more popular in the last couple of years since we went back to Theros, right? Yes. And we got the Estrid commander deck that was Bant. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, yes I yes. do play it in my Bant Enchantress deck. Winds of Wrath is a five-mana wrath that destroys all creatures that aren't enchanted. They can't be regenerated, for people who don't know what it does. Yeah, basically, in an Enchantress deck, it kills all your opponent's stuff, none of your stuff. Yes. Very good. Very excellent. <laughs> yes. Onto blue. I like Imprisoned in the Moon. Good reprint. I we like Imprisoned it. in the Moon. It's a it's an enchantment aura for blue two enchanted enchant creature land uh, enchant creature enchant creature land or planeswalker enchanted permanent is a wastes. Pretty much. Yeah. Is yeah yeah one of those cards. I mean, you could find it online and you can buy it, but if if uh, it's kind of one of the cards that nobody ever wanted to trade, or if you go to a store and you're like, you know what, I I need this for a deck. I just haven't been able to find it because it's always out of stock. Fucking always out of stock. Yeah, it's out of stock. Yeah. But now we've got it in the commander deck, and I think that that's a good one. And it is an enchantment, so it does fit right into the deck that I was just talking about. Yeah. It's also nice to see propaganda get reprinted. I know that it's not the most intense card out there, but, I mean, it is one of those ones that kind of creeps up. It's three, it's four, it's five dollars yep. sometimes. And reprints always help with that well peep this how about phantasmal image oh yeah it did go north of 20 for a while i think two different times it was north of 20 got reprinted in 2017 north of 20 again i think maybe because modern i have no idea maybe historic i have no idea don't care reprinted again dropped from 16 bucks to six bucks Nice. Now it's affordable. It's a it's a two mana clone, but if it gets targeted, you have to exile it. I think, right? Sacrifice it. I think. Yes, yeah, sacrifice it. it. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. If we're we're moving on to black, tell me why no pitiless plunderer. That card needs a mother ass reprint. One set ever. It's a four mana dude. When uh, whenever a creature dies, you get a treasure. It goes in aristocrats decks. It goes in decks that care about treasure, like the black and or red theme in Forgotten Realms. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The commander decks deal with treasure. They deal with creatures dying. Why no pitiless plunderer? We need it. It's like twelve bucks. It's an uncommon from like Rivals of Ixalan or something. And it's a pirate. Yes. We didn't want to print a pirate. Who cares? Put it in the commander deck. Well, that, that's what I keep screaming, but they never do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. They gave us, like, Marionette Master. They gave us Ogre Slumlord. They gave us this weird, like, rat sub-theme, but it's only across three cards, like Piper of the Swarm <laughs> and Ogre Slumlord. Like, no, put, like, three Pitiless Plunderers in there. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dead Man's Chest. That's... Yeah, see? That's like, sort they of. They don't care about pirating. Yeah, I guess there is a pirate on that. And there are pirates in the Forgotten Realms. That is a thing. Huh? They all live in... Yeah, man, they're on the Sword Coast. They're pirates. They're everywhere. Water Deep is fighting pirates all the time. Oh. There's a city that's run by the pirates. It's called Luskin. Shit, yeah. Pirates are cool. Oh, there you go. Red cards. What do you think? Good ones? Bad ones? Eh. Chaos Warp is cool. Commune with Lava is neat. It's good to see Chain Reaction. It was going up there. I think at one point Disrupt Decorum was a few bucks as well. Yes, Disrupt Decorum and, and Dire Fleet Daredevil were my two picks because Disrupt Decorum was actually like a 15 or $16 card. Now, less than 6 Nice. Right? And Dire Fleet Daredevil, almost 10 bucks, less than a dollar. <laughs> Hell yeah. And there it is. She's a pirate. Fucking pirate. Pitiless Plunderer, that thing should have been in here. It's bullshit that it's not. I'm glad I convinced you. <laughs> <laughs> and you were a little bit more direct. Man, lots of red cards, hey? Lots of red reprints. Anyways. Oh, and Vandal Blast. V-Blast. Always got to have more V-Blast. Truth. Did did Green get anything good, Ryan? Does Green ever get anything good? No, not uh, really. Well, Most you know what? There are a few shit. green cards that are that I didn't have extras of that are going right into my Thrasta uh, Tempest Roar deck. Greater Good, Heroic Intervention with New Art, Nature's Lore with New Art. Return of the Wild Speaker, Rishkar's Expertise, Shamanic Revelation, Utopia Sprawl. All cards that are trending upwards in price, Utopia Sprawl actually getting expensive. It was like a $6 common. 
Is it, last time I went to buy them, they were like six bucks. Mother ass, it's over twelve. Four. Doubled, doubled. Oh my god. Yeah. So great, uh. great reprints there. Like, and and we're you and I certainly not the guys that say this is an auto include in every. Definitely not. Yeah. No, there's no such thing as an auto include in the nation, but. Rishkar's expertise. I mean, come on, that's it's, going in green decks. Yeah, Return if, of the Wild. If you got him, play him. There's yeah. no reason to not play him. If exactly, you got him. right. And exactly. let's talk about how cool that new heroic intervention art is. Also. Oh yeah, too bad that one doesn't come in foil. Hey. Yeah, that'd be. That neat. would have been a nice ass foil. I also want to say to everybody that's happy about the heroic intervention, I want to say you're welcome because I like to think that I 100% on my own caused that reprint because I went out and bought not one, not two, but three. Heroic interventions the day before that was spoiled. Nice. <laughs> <sighs> I finally pulled the trigger on him because I wanted to put him in a couple of decks. Yep. That's and a good-ass card, that's for sure. Now there's one with better art for less money. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> but of not available in foil. Not available in foil, so you're right. That's, yeah, that's Brando's only redeeming quality. <laughs> <laughs> not available in foil. Okay. Multicolors. We got some good removal spells. I don't know if there's a whole ton that is super interesting, like Terminate, D-Spark, Rakdos Charm. These are cards, uh, Utter End, these are cards that go into Commander decks, right? Yeah. That that probably, if you have a deep enough collection or you're like the intermediate player, like sometimes we talk to on CCO, Mm -hmm. you're going to have them. Yep. But if you're first discovering CCO... Or commander in general, welcome, first of all. Yes. Also, these are good cards. The the one and two mana removal slot in your deck, you need them. Yeah. You mm-hmm. you can answer big threats like Thrasta Storm's Tempest. <laughs> or, or Tempest Roar, sorry. Um, that that uh, cost fucking 100 mana. <laughs> you, can, you can answer them with two mana spells. That's actually really good. Now, before we get into artifacts, I had an idea this morning when I was in the shower. And sure. I want to run this by, I want to run it by the nation. I want to see what people think about this. Okay. I think that there's a way that Watsy could put some collectability and some just intrinsic value into each and every commander product that they release from now until the end of time. Sure. With one simple thing. And that is new art for Sol Ring each year. Ooh. Wouldn't that be neat? Not for each set, not for each deck, but just a different Sol Ring. Like a themed one based on the theme of... The, exactly. The Zendikar Commander product. Yeah. The, yeah. the We're going to Innistrad Sol Ring. The Forgotten Realms Sol Ring. Exactly. I think that that would be just a really cool way to add just a, like a, a, just a sweet collector piece to each and every Commander product that ever comes out. I think that that's a good idea. I will ask you this, though. Does that reduce the gravitas of giving an alternate art soul ring away at something like a magic fest does that make those soul rings less cool because that is the card right i suppose and it might but you could also do like you get a little you get a promo pack at the at the magic fest and yeah. it's got like an extended art foil version of one of that year's soul rings. oh good idea that would be neat good idea. Like, you don't even need to commission new art yeah yeah because you've already done it. it you already you, did it better idea instead of giving a soul ring away at a magic fest give away mana crypts there you go. Yeah, there, there it is. is. There yeah, it is. We did it. Okay. Artifacts. We've got Arcane Signet. We've got, ugh, really? That's like kind of the only one, but we've got Felwar Stone, Gruel Signets, Mind Stones a few bucks, Soul Rings always a few bucks, Talismans are always a few bucks. Sword of the Animist was getting up there, so oh, was Basilisk Collar. Yes, yes, yes. I think nothing spectacular, but again, if you're new to Intermediate, collection size or wanting to expand your arsenal of decks these are great because you're going to get all of the pieces included yeah you get lots of just stuff you want to play we were talking about that at the top of the show you're just going to get stuff that you're going to need to build other decks you're it's not just a bunch of chaff or bulk that you're going to just recycle or give away to somebody like these are cards that you might actually keep and play. Yep. Here's an example. Dragon's Horde. Sure, it's a three mana mana rock, but uh, you can draw cards, right? You can draw cards off of it whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control. You put a gold counter on Dragon's Horde. You tap, remove a gold counter from Dragon's Horde, draw a card. It taps for a mana of any color. You put that in your dragon deck. Also, they reprinted Crucible of the Spirit Dragon. Goes into your dragon deck, right? And I'm sure... 
some point in every commander player's journey, they build a dragon deck. I did it. I did it. There I built go. two. I had a mono red one and I had a five color one. Boom. Which, which color was yours? Five color. Five color. Ur dragon. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Right? So let's move on to the land because we said that we we're going to at least recognize that the mana bases are better. I mentioned the Crucible of the Spirit Dragon for yep. dragon decks in general. I think it fits in the D&D kind of set. Right. Right? What right. do you like? What do you like about these? They reprinted fetchable air quotes duels. And they put those slow fetches in to get them. You're right. That's so pretty. Got, so we have like Canopy Vista and Cinderglade. I don't know what set those are from. I apologize. I think Zendikar. Zendikar Oath of the Gatewatch or Zendikar Rising? Sure. They were a while ago. They were a bit ago, but they've got two basic land types. They come into play tapped unless you control two or more basics. Sure. So they're good. They're fetchable. They're really cool. And they have, I'm trying to find one of them here. I know that they're in here. Game Trail. Floodplain. Sure. Oh, I said the wrong one. Comes into play tapped. You can tap, sack it, search your library for plans or an island, put it onto the battlefield. Untapped. So you got like, it comes into play tapped, but it's a, it's basically a slow fetch land. Yeah. You can fetch with your floodplain that enters the battlefield tapped. You could fetch a canopy vista and your blue white fetch will get you your green white duel. Yeah. Enters the battlefield tapped, but probably don't care yeah. a floodplain in your azorius deck will probably be an upgrade or or in your bant deck will probably be an upgrade over like a evolving wilds because now you have access to a canopy vista where you can actually get a green yeah or a white you can get two different colors yeah and those are great there's also the uh there's some of those old filter lands not the ones from laurel and eventide but the other ones the odyssey filters where you put a colorless mana in tap and you get a two-color combination. So Dark Water Catacombs is the, the Demir one. It and an any mana give you blue, uh, blue, black. They, they kind of feel like signets that you can play for free in your land slot. Yeah. I think that they're fine. They filter one color or colorless into colored, which is really good. Which is, and I think you get a set of them, I think. Like, you end up with five, there's five or six of them in here, I think. And and again, that's cool. Noticeably absent. Shit like gain lands and guild gates. They're replaced with thriving lands. If you remember those from Jumpstart, where they, they naturally just have a color on them, but when they come into play tapped, you can pick another color. There you go. So they always give you the color that you need. I like those lands. Yep, and you do get a, a set of the original Odyssey filter lands. There are five of them. Sick. The final thing that I'll say about the lands is we did get a bunch of just, uh, well, actually two things. We've got cards like Game Trail, enters the battlefield, you may reveal a mountain or forest card from your hand. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. Right. So you could get a, air quotes, dual land if you have another land in your hand. Yep. Cool. And they gave us some cool utility lands. We got that Crucible of the Spirit Dragon, but we also got a Bajuke. Oh, yeah. Always Those... always relevant. And a few bucks. Yeah. Gyre Reach Sanitarium, High Market, Mishra's Factory, Mortuary Mire. These are just some of the utility lands. Spine Rock Null, a hideaway land. You're actually casting that card from Exile. Yeah. Right? So that is, there's another, not at the tip of the hat, I guess, but also a land that you might want to play. I played that in my Rakdos deck cool. because it, it uh, you can cast from hideaway if you dealt, uh, if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage, which is commonplace in my, my Rakdos deck. Yeah. That's how the <laughs> Rakdos deck works. Yeah. So super cool. I, I like it. We're on to the, the stretched art, which we commented in collector packs, you can get them, but not in foil, which I think is maybe a little bit of a miss. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen them in foil as well. But I mean, that's it is what it is. And I think that in some cases, maybe it's a decent idea. You can get all of the front facing cards. The only way to get them in non foil is to open them in this slot. Yep. So that's kind of neat. And you can get them in stretched art or regular. I'm pretty sure. I didn't open any regular ones. Really? I got a I got zero regular ones. All of mine were stretched art. Oh. So I'm I'm not sure if that's a if that's a thing, but yeah. Also, that Wolfgar card looks terrible. Every time I see it, I'm like, that's just awful. Uh, he looks like such a goon. <laughs> he just looks like a <laughs> like a dunce. That guy sucks. 
Well, that's that's a kind of a downer to end it on. But uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll swing it back around. We'll swing it back around. This has been. I think interesting and fun for me. I, we're not quite done with the Forgotten Realms because we're going to talk about yeah. it tomorrow. One more. But if anybody is interested in the Commander products after we've raved about the mana bases and the cards that we liked, remember, FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all of your Forgotten Realms needs, including Polyhedral Dice. <laughs> yeah. CCO Fusion 5 promo code for... 5% off your order. That does probably include D&D books as well. It does. Which I knew that they just had a sale on. It's probably over by this time, but uh, <laughs> you can still get them there. Using the promo code lets them know their partnership with us is a good one. And it fucking is. Yeah, they got singles. If you're if you're outside of the uh, outside of Canada and you can't buy the Commander decks in their sealed form, they do have singles. You can get them. They're always well stocked on new cards. Yeah. Yeah. So give us the final thought of the day and see us into tomorrow, our final push in our campaign in the first realms final thought of the day is i'm going to keep it short i'm going to keep it sweet i like these commander decks overall way better than the strixhaven ones and for me these are going to be the official 2021 commander products because i think that they gave us a better product with better value and you're going to see more cards in these show up in other decks than probably you're going to see from the strixhaven ones which i've already goddamn forgotten about because nice. they're terrible What's not terrible is that we're going to be back tomorrow with a little bit of a deck tune-up with some super fun stuff from the Forgotten Realms on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 